0: Once upon a time, world leaders, including the president or, or the, the leader of the free world at the time, it was President Ronald Reagan of the from the United States, came together and made agreements. Then President Ronald Reagan in 1987 met with Soviet General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev, signing the arms control agreement banning the use of immediate range nuclear missiles. That was the Intermediate Nuclear Forces Reduction Treaty. It happened in 1987. Someone who had a front row seat to that is our next guest. Kenneth Edelman was the deputy U.S. ambassador to the United Nations for two and a half years, working with Gene Kirkpatrick. He also served as director of the U.S. Arms Control and Disarmament Agency for nearly five years during the Reagan administration. He was an advisor to the president Um, during the summits between President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev. He is joining us on the line now. Ken, we are so grateful to have you on the show.
2: Well, thank you. It's wonderful to talk to you, Jordana, and it's really nice that um, Minneapolis is so balmy these days (laughs) with the 42 degrees. (laughs) That's right. I'm I'm glad about that. You've
0: been here, so you know that it gets cold. So, yes, we're grateful. It really gets cold. We'll take what we can get. Um, Yes. So, Ken, before we get into the nuts and bolts of Reagan at Reykjavik and and what you were what you witnessed um, as the the UN ambassador to to the, the U.S. ambassador to the UN, excuse me, just kind of ballpark it for me. What you're seeing when you watch what is happening, the Soviet invasion of Ukraine on the screen on your television screen in your home, what are your th-
2: thoughts? My thoughts are that it's a new era that the kind of world that Reagan and Gorbachev had created and both men were great men of history is has now ended that um Vladimir Putin does things that you know are irrational and uh, that it goes back to the whole idea that history is made by individuals you know it uh in in colorado our home we have all the collection of the time magazine person of the year since nineteen twenty seven with starting with lindbergh and going uh... till uh... you know just last december and the whole uh, idea of the time magazine which was started in nineteen twenty three is that they put people on the cover and for their the person of the year one person on the cover because people really do shape history and Reagan and Gorbachev certainly did that in 1986, and Putin does that right now. Hey, Ken, this is Paul. I hope you can hear me okay. I can um, hear you great, Welcome Paul. to the show. Yep. Great to have you here. Hey, I Thank know you. we don't want to get into a shooting war between Russia and NATO and the United States, but these economic sanctions are on a whole nother level. I mean, one analyst said on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10, and it could literally bring down... The Russian economy. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, do you, do you think this is going to change behavior on the part of Putin? It's certainly going to make him very uncomfortable, okay? <clears throat> um, it's not going to change the near-term uh, behavior, because he's very invested in this policy. But what it can change, Paul, is that people around Putin and supporting Putin uh, begin to look at each other You know, when they go off away from his presence and look at each other and say, what happened here? I mean, you know, what got into him? Well, where where did this go wrong? Because it really does make no sense. Thucydides, you know, writing about history and looking at how war started many years ago, uh, said that there are three real things that prompt a country into war. Excuse me. And it was fear. And interest and honor. Okay? There's nothing to fear about Ukraine if you're a Russian leader. They're not gonna attack, they're not gonna do anything. Uh in terms of the interest, you know, this is uh you're not gonna get anything by going to war in Ukraine that you couldn't get by just trading and peaceful. In fact you're as you say, Paul, the sanctions you're gonna lose a lot. But you do have honor, and honor has been discounted in history as important. And what honor means is that Vladimir Putin felt that at the end of the Cold War, 1990, 1991, when the Soviet Empire fell, when the Soviet Union fell, that the honor of the Russian people and people like him, who was a KGB agent, uh, was very much injured. And he was resentful and has been resentful ever since.
0: Ken, you are somebody that was advising Reagan that was there when a, a deal was made with Mikhail Gorbachev. If you were with Vladimir Zelensky and President Putin, what would your advice be?
2: Well, I think Zelensky is doing the most important thing he could do, and that is staying in Kiev. And uh, that's a fantastic thing and calling on his country to um, rebel, calling on his country to defend itself, calling on his country to be proud of Ukrainians. You know, during World War II, um, you know, when England was bombed night after night with the Blitz, uh, the king of England, uh, George VI, uh, who was Elizabeth's father, uh, did the most important thing he could do, which was stay in London. A lot of the elite in England sent their kids and their wives to the countryside. Some sent them to Canada because they were safer in Canada, you know, part of the Commonwealth there. Uh, And obviously the king was the most important person besides Churchill in London. And um, when asked many times, let's go to safety, we have to preserve you, he said, I'm staying in London, okay, and my family is staying in London. And Zelensky is, uh, I think, just amazing. Where he says, "I'm going to be here." Now, the chances are that the Russian troops will overwhelm Ukraine. Uh, they have, you know, vast times the number of resources. The the, the uh, chances are it will be more, a lot more costly than Putin ever suspected. Uh, chances are Zelensky may be killed or certainly captured. Uh, You know, as a symbol of the country, that's a great symbol. Hey, Ken, do we have to worry about Putin waving around the nuclear sword? I mean, he put nuclear forces on a higher state of readiness. Is this all part of the plan here to get us cowering in the uh, corner and and not acting on our convictions? I I don't know that, Paul, I don't know that there's a plan to start with. This all seems irrationally that there's really no plan as as we present what's happening here's uh, somebody who's lashing out for uh, resentment that he's harbored for these 30 years and uh, doing an ultimate scare of the west Uh, i don't believe that there's any likelihood of a nuclear engagement i think that president biden is quite right not to jack up the alert status of u.s nuclear forces And um, just say, you know, this is another or one of Putin's really big bluffs.
0: Ken, as a former ambassador to the U.N., what would you want to see the U.N. do? And what would you advise Biden to do if he's not already doing it?
2: I would want the U.N. to have a lot more fuss about what's happening in Ukraine. It took him days to have an emergency meeting of the General Assembly. I think it would have been... Good the day after, say, th- Thursday or Friday. Uh, I think the Security Council, which now ironically has, as its president, the uh, Russian <laughs> ambassador, um, voting in an emergency meeting, and um, just a lot of speeches, a lot of decrying, because really one of the big principles, and this has been true since at least 1815, that one of the big principles of international relations is that you don't invade your neighbor, okay? You don't take over your neighbor. Even though your neighbor's weak, that there's an assumption that a nation-state will stay a nation-state. That was the principle in 1990 of the Gulf War, where George Bush had this large coalition, and including lots of Arab countries and Israel, and because simply... They didn't want to stop this principle of keeping the borders sanctum and make them a part of the international process that you're not going to take over neighboring countries. And so I think that Putin is, his explanations for these wars make no sense at all. He says he wants to go into Ukraine or is in Ukraine to denazify uh the country it's it's very strange when the president is jewish uh when the president lost relatives in the holocaust uh how much <laughs> Nazification is there uh, like none uh that has to be denazified it all makes no sense
0: Ken Adelman, we will call on you again, sir. This was very enlightening, and we so appreciate your insights.
2: Uh, Well, I appreciate your questions, and and I appreciate the balmy weather of Minneapolis. (laughs) Uh,
0: Maybe next time we can talk Shakespeare, because those that don't know Uh, Ken know he's an expert on Shakespeare.
2: Yes. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll put on a hat, a little custom. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much, Ken. We appreciate the time. Very good.
2: You got it.
3: So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.